0: Welcome to the Going Deeper podcast with Shane Dwyer, chance to break open things that lie at the heart of the Catholic faith. Each month, Shane will be in discussion with a different guest who is seeking to live out their Catholic faith today. Thank you for joining us.
1: Welcome to our weekly podcast series on different aspects of living the Catholic Christian faith today. My name is Shane Dwyer, and I'm your host throughout the series, and each month, I'm joined by a different guest who will bring their thoughts and experience to our discussion. So, this week, we're joined by Melissa Ledwich. Mel is part of the parish leadership team at Evangelisation Brisbane. As always, we'll be discussing a little about our favourite passages of Scripture as they help us understand this faith that is so central to our lives. And the topic we have in mind today is becoming fruitful. Mm. So, Mel, welcome today.
0: Thank you, Shane. It's great to be here. It's
1: lovely to see you. For the, obviously, I can see you, the rest of the people listening to this can't. Mel is one of those very smiley people. She's, yes. uh, she, <laughs> she's very warm, and I'm, and I'm getting, being greeted by this beautiful smile across the desk. Um, Mel, just, uh, just tell us something about, about who you are.
0: Yeah, great. So I'm part of the parish leadership team here in Evangelisation Brisbane. I've been in Brisbane since about 2017 and I joined the youth team when I arrived for the Archdiocese and then moved into parish leadership a couple of years ago. But I have a wonderful husband who looks after our two little girls at home. So Emily is about three and a half and Clara is about a year and a half. And then we've got another baby on the way um, later this year. So we're a very young family, very busy, um, but we balance and manage, um, I guess, work and life and faith um, in that context. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me.
1: Lovely. I think, uh, Mel, I first met you uh, at Proclaim, uh, ah, yes. Should, uh, in fact, I have a picture uh, of uh, was taken of me as I was sitting in the, and you're just behind me uh, in yes. the picture. So that's how I remember.
0: Ah, <laughs> isn't that fascinating? I remember Eric asking me to be the. Um, like the speaker um, person to to sit with and to make people feel comfortable and I thought, okay, yeah, I can do that. So I was sitting with all of the people who were special speakers and of course you were one of those for Proclaim and also Ron Huntley was there and yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah, back in the
1: day, I can't even remember what year that would have been. Would have been 2016 or something? I think it
0: was 2018 maybe.
1: 2018. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we go back a long way. Mm. Um, Although it's really uh, since I started here, it's three and a half years ago, that Mm. we've got to know one another a little bit. And certainly as I was um, thinking about who I'd like to come along and uh, be a guest in the series, uh, you are one of the names at the top of the list. Oh, so lovely. uh So people are going to, you know, the listeners are going to get to know a little bit about you mm-hmm. uh, over this next, this series of four, mm-hmm. um, particularly, I suppose, a little bit of an insight into how you process mm-hmm. um, this faith um, that uh, that is important to us both. Mm. So... Uh, Thanks for being willing to come and do that.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. It's not something I've done before, so it's a new space for me, but I think any chance to, I guess, encourage people in their faith journey is is a privilege and it's a blessing. So. yeah, so excited to see where the conversation takes us.
1: Well, I think just to get ourselves started then, mm. um, as part, you know, the listeners will be aware, you know, as part of the dynamic, what I tend to do to help people prepare, I send through a passage of scripture uh, and uh, and then see what you make of it, mm. uh, and then I get you to send me a passage of scripture as part of that dialogue, mm. um, and I was fascinated by the passage of scripture that you send and, yeah. uh, and your thoughts about that. So we're going to start with that, if that's all right, yep. And uh, and I'll read it out, it's from uh, from Luke 8. Uh, if you want to follow along, listeners, it's, it's Luke 8, 4-8, and then verse 15. So I'll read it out, and then Mel, you can let us know why it mm. is that this is an important passage to Scripture for you. Mm. Okay. When a great crowd gathered, and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell on the path and was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered for lack of moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Some fell into good soil, and when it grew, it produced a hundredfold. As he said this, he called out, Let any one with ears to hear, listen. Later he said, But as for that in the good soil, these are the ones who, when they hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patient endurance. So everyone, that would be a, a passage of scripture that you're very familiar with, the parable of the sower and the seed. Uh why was it Mel? You know, what was it about it that uh that made you think, yeah, let, let's talk about this one?
0: Yeah, so um, as you said, it's a really popular parable. Lots of people know it and it's one of those things that um, when you're kind of new to the faith as well, it's something that you kind of can cling to quite well. And so for me, when I was younger, so when I was about 19, I went on a retreat and um, it was a very busy retreat. There were lots of talks, lots of workshops, lots of, um, I guess, input from a lot of people. Um, but I found myself having a moment to actually go to the chapel and sit quietly for a bit. And I was feeling really inspired and wanting to connect with this God who apparently could, um, I could meet <laughs> or be, I don't know, heard or influenced by. Or I was very um, new to my faith and it was, it was an opportunity for me to actually follow something that was going on in my heart, a desire to, to, to find more. And so I went to the chapel And I would have been about 19, so quite young. And so something you do is Bible bingo when you don't know how to use a Bible or you haven't read the Gospels. And so I was in that space of, God, inspire this page to fall on my lap. And what is the scripture you want to talk to me about today? And it ended up being this parable, this parable of the sower. And so when I sat down to actually read through the scripture and just take some time to think through it, and to pray through it. What I found myself doing was asking myself this question, um, what, where is the seed falling for me? You know, if the seed is the word of God, where, wh- what kind of ground do I have in my heart or where am I positioned to, to receive this word? And so I went through each of the the bits and, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, it fell on the path and was trampled on and I'm like, no, that's not sitting well. You know, what about, you know, amongst the thorns? No, that's not sitting well either. And then I got to the bit where it says it fell into good soil. And this was clearly the bit that was resonating with me. And I was thinking to myself, ah, is this me being a bit proud? Is this me being a bit like, I don't know, God's chosen one here um, because I obviously was at the beginning of my journey and didn't really know what um, what it was like to be good soil um, and to, to be able to, I guess, receive the word of God in that space. And so as I sat with that, um, there was a joy like, oh, I don't have to be in a place of suffering to receive God. I don't have to be – it's not going to be a big journey for me. It's just going to be one of those – kind of lovely natural spaces um it seems that God is blessing me with good soil and and then the, the word of God would take fruit and so um so there was joy and there was peace in that but then the immediate thought that came after that was oh goodness this means I have to like produce a hundredfold <clears throat> and that immediately caused uh kind of feelings of fear and feelings of um, a huge responsibility Um, and I was wrestling with God in this space of how how can you call me to something (laughs) it was like I was initially very very happy that I was good soil and then I was like "Mm, it would actually be better if I had a bit of struggle you know because then I wouldn't be expected to do as much and so um, sitting with God in that space, um, what, what I did is I just took the time, I had maybe 15 or 20 minutes of just quiet time sitting with that phrase of um, with the seed falling on the good soil. And then I read to the end of the passage and it said that for good soil, what it looks like is to bear fruit with patient endurance. And then when I read that part of the scripture, it was like everything Um, everything clicked. Everything actually made a bit more sense. It wasn't like God was going to interrupt my life in a lightning bolt moment and make me produce a hundredfold fruit. And that would be my, you know, sign of being a good disciple, but rather with patient endurance, actually bearing fruit. And what I think I've noticed throughout my life since that moment is that Whenever the Gospels do talk about bearing fruit, it strikes me in a way that is quite uh, personal. And I think that the call to bear fruit um, as, as disciples is something that um, you don't have to achieve by yourself. It's something that God actually brings about in you. And if you're patient in your endurance, then the fruit will come. Um, and so that's probably why this scripture resonates so much for me. Yeah.
1: Well, Mel, that's just beautiful. <laughs> hey, no, it is. And uh, and I just want to I just want to pause there for a second, mm. um, listeners. You know, as you're you listening uh, or, or just sort of digesting what Mel was talking about there. You know, this. Um, you know, it started out with a desire to experience God. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and an awareness that God was offering something to you uh, but not really knowing what that was and perhaps not even knowing where to get started except your instinct was to go and sit, sit with God.
0: Yeah, sit yeah. alone with God in, yeah. the, in the quiet chapel. Yeah,
1: and so um, everybody, let's, let's just pay attention to that. You know, sometimes in our lives, at various points in our lives, we've just become aware that God has something more for us. Um, but we don 't know what it is mm. and uh, and how do we get started and I think the instinct, okay, just go and find a quiet space and you know in your case, a chapel was available mm. uh, you know sometimes you know in our daily lives that's that 's not so easily the case. you know our churches aren 't as open as they used to be, mm. you know say the parish church or what have you. Um, the cathedral always is, but you know uh, or generally during working hours, um, so people might find a quiet space elsewhere. Mm. And uh, and just sit before God, and do what? What do you reckon, Mel? What would what would somebody do in that situation? What did just remind us what you did in that situation?
0: Yeah. So what I did is I had brought my Bible with me and my journal and a pen. Mm-hmm. So I'd come expecting to engage in some way with Scripture, mm. um, but nothing more was planned. just bringing those things with me. Mm
1: -hmm. So no expectation about what the outcome should be? No. uh, Anything like that? I often say to people too when they're they're, they're trying to make progress on this journey, don't put the burden of time on yourself. Mm. You know, oh, look, I'm going to go and I'm going to sit there for an hour Mm. uh, and I'm going to stay there and it's the last thing that I do. That can be something that comes later. We get into the discipline of regular prayer times and what have you. Mm. But often at the beginning it's, I'm just going to show up.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's following that, I think, that prompting or that instinct that I want to take that time out. I want to go away and find God. Mm. Something's something's drawing me to be alone Mm. now. Mm. And I think in that moment you do have that choice, of course, Um, yeah, to say yes to that or not. Mm. I mean, in my life now as a mother of two young kids to find time alone <laughs> to do that there is there is a little bit more of a realistic well, I can't just leave my children um, unattended to to go away and um, but I think God um, God sees you in whatever state of life that you're at you're in and that if you are a very busy person that God knows that, and so there are moments to be aware of when you can actually say yes to an invitation where God is actually saying, I need you to come away. And to to just go away means, yeah, to just find space, to just be able to focus on God. Yeah. Mm.
1: I think that's really important. I think sometimes um, we can carry the burden of... Um, feeling as if we're purely responsible Mm. for our own life of faith. And while um, there are decisions that we need to make and things that we we can reasonably do and what have you, to understand that we're actually in a relationship Mm. uh, and that God actually wants to be in that relationship and is willing to participate in that. And I often find for myself, you know, when things get busy, um just at the beginning of the day I'd say to God look I just really don't know when I'm going to find the time to yeah, pray today yeah. um, help me to be alert to those few moments that do arise because mm. sometimes we can um fail to see them when they come mm. you know even just that 5 minutes mm. you know and or it might be even just you know the the 45 seconds sitting in a traffic light mm. and and you just suddenly become aware that I can talk to God here, yeah, and pay attention,
0: yeah you
1: know, and allow God to prompt us
0: and mm. I, I think like there's also something about when you make that decision to either go to a retreat or go to a place like you've 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 had the time to plan and to actually um, find a day or, or whatever or half a day or whatever that looks like for you, um, when you've made that commitment to go away um I think God actually um notices that too um and will um like he is a faithful God and he does really show up in those moments as well so I know that um the day-to-day um ongoing relationship is 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 really important but like this this example of, of what I've shared today is is in the context of of being I guess, invited to a retreat, which I did say yes to, which allowed me to have the space to be, um, I guess, available to God in, in this way. So I do I do like to encourage people to take the opportunity to find those times in your year when you are going to intentionally set aside some time where you can be in a community that is thinking, talking about God, helping you kind of connect with You know, um, this God who wants relationship, but then can also um, more easily help you settle into the quiet of where God
1: will meet you. That's Mm. right, and I suppose that's the interplay, isn't it, between dealing with the day-to-day realities of life, Mm. but also making decisions that uh, that – when planned in advance and what have mm. you can be can be really helpful. Yeah. Um, I often find you know some of the events and things like that that I run. I I've got used to saying to people at the beginning, um, in a sense, congratulations for making mm. the decision to come along. Yeah. And uh, doing that, understand that you're responding for a, f- uh, from uh, to an invitation from God, yeah. and and why I can say that with certainty is. If God were not calling us, it would not occur to us to uh, to spend any time with God. True. It's um, it's you know, it's uh, theologically it's 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 one of the um, benefits of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the benefit being that the only way that God can impact on us, because of you know human sort Of preoccupation and selfishness and dysfunction, and all those things <laughs> that we sort of get caught up in is because God makes Himself known. Mm. And, uh, and so, when we feel that pull towards God, mm. we can actually rejoice in the fact, I'm feeling that desire because God wants me. Mm. And yeah. uh, you know, and that's um, we can trust that. Mm. Uh, the other thing I say to them is, um, There's no one here today. Uh, whose presence is a surprise to God. Yes. God? God isn't looking at you and sort of thinking, "Why is she here?" <laughs> mm. You know, yep. He's uh, He's known from all eternity mm. uh, that you would be there, mm. and uh, and that you would respond to that invitation, and He knows what He wants to do with that, mm. um, which can be very uh, consoling and also a little confronting. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, have you ever experienced that where you sort of get the sense God's leading you? perhaps in a, in a direction you're thinking, hmm, now where's this going to go?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I've become quite... Um, I, I like to think that um, such a thing as a gift of discernment exists. And so being able to kind of decide uh, discern whether something's coming from you, something coming from God or something's not coming from God or yourself... Um, and so when there's the pull, I've become quite used to being obedient <laughs> in that space, unless I have a particularly good reason why I can't say yes to God, um, in which case we can talk a little bit more about, you know, what that looks like. But when it's when it's clear that I'm being invited to something, it is always proved to be worthwhile and uh Fruitful and I guess um, an invitation into the ball. And at, in the heart of my hearts, that's what I want. What I want is to know more of God. And so my yes is quite easy these days in that space because even though there could be fear and com- like that, that concern about what could happen, um, that certainly was an experience that I did have early on in my faith journey where I felt like God was actually pouring too much into me. And I felt overwhelmed, and I actually became scared, yeah. and I was worried that God would just send too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is can you tell there's a theme? <laughs> you know <laughs> who am I <laughs> to uh to receive the holy spirit and and to be able to i guess um be on this journey, but God had to journey with me in that to show that. Um, He would never give me anything or invite me into anything that um, would harm me or would take over any of my sense of control or, you know, remove any freedom. Mm. He was always going to be on my terms, any Mm. decisions that needed to be made or work that needed to be done or whatever that meant. But if I could identify that the invitation was coming from God, Mm. I've learnt to trust but saying yes to that will always do me good. So, yeah.
1: I think that's, you know, there are a number of things you just mentioned there that are really are, are essential. Mm. Um, one word that struck me is um, uh, is freedom. Mm. Um, God never railroads us. No. Uh, God, God invites, uh, gives us the grace mm. uh, if we ask him to, mm. to be able to respond. Um, and... It, is is open to negotiation yes, you know w- w- yep. wants to hear from us mm-hmm. uh and if part of that neg- negotiation is listen i um I don't feel I can right now mm uh well, that's a fruitful conversation to have with God, yes. allowing God to help you process that and, mm. and, and to see what's going on and, and, uh, and also the expression of trust, mm. that, that God isn't going to say, oh, well, I've had enough of you then mm. um, because you know, it, God doesn't work that way. Mm. Uh, and learning to trust God like that, mm. um, it's, some people find it easier than others, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's, who's really wrestling with that trust? You know that, yeah. that God's going. That God's actually on their side. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is that um, this is a sign that God's stirring in your life right now. <laughs> so that's this is this is a good thing, um, you know, and that you're um, you are completely loved um, by God, no matter what your decision is around whatever God is calling you to. That that love never changes. That is, that is above and beyond anything that you could ever affect. <laughs> he will love you no matter what. So, the question then is where is this fear coming from? And if you need someone to help you work that through, then, then that's a really valid thing to do. Um, if, it's, if you're not comfortable sharing with someone and you do like to journal, journaling does help get it out because I think naming the fear – Um, And naming what it is that's disturbing you um, is actually really important. And you don't have to, you know, go from woe to go. So you don't have to go from fear to peace in 10 minutes. It's not like this is a sign of my faithfulness, (laughs) um, how quickly we can get rid of the fear. It's just that God is obviously doing something in your life and in your heart. um, So... It's it's worth t- taking notice of that and sitting in that space and working that through in whatever way that works best for you. Yeah,
1: mm. I like to. Um, I'd like to pick up on that in our next uh, in our next week's recording, uh, Mel, because um, I can't. Be- you know, the time always goes by so quickly, um, and, uh, and so I want to thank you for your time this morning. Um, it's uh, look. It's been great, and hopefully, listeners, you know, found, you've found it helpful. Um, you know what? What Mel and I are trying to do here today is is uh, is break open, um, inspired by a passage of scripture, break open the way it is that God works with us, in the hope that that, that you can do the same thing in your own life. Uh, and Mel's given us some very helpful ways of beginning with that. You know, listening to this desire that you have for God. Uh, even as you're listening to this, you might be thinking, oh, gosh, you know, how does God work in my life and what does God have for me? Well, that's where you go and find that quiet place and you begin that conversation with God. And, mm-hmm. uh, and if it's useful to you, you know, um, yeah, let the Bible fall where it will and just sort of see what comes up. Or when you're sitting at Mass and, uh, and you're listening to the Scripture reading, what really touches you uh, and why does it touch you? And speak to God about that uh, and see where it leads. But we'll pick up on that uh, again next week. Uh, Mel, thanks very much for this morning.
0: Oh, you're welcome. It's a joy.
1: All right. God bless everybody. Bye-bye now.